Looking for a better way to connect to your Kickstarter audience? Looking for videos to reach out and inform your followers what exactly is going on, fulfilling campaigns, or you know, just creating content to interact with? I'm your guy. If you're an author looking to make something, a dynamic video to reach out and actually reach your Kickstarter followers, whether it's offering a cool reward, whether it's answering mail, whether it's whatever you can imagine, I can be there to help you. Check out my Kickstarter services in the description below. So give me a second here because Zoom and Twitch are like big brother, little brother. They like beating each other up for lunch money. Okay. There we go. There's, we are officially on board here. All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode 1047 of Just Joshing. I am the host, maybe the adult of the room. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, my guests are the lovely ladies, the Han Heritage Anthology writers, the ones I didn't get a chance chat with last time so i'm gonna go so well i'm gonna start with dana and we're gonna go dana shabana carrie susan actually deborah no i'm trained professional i swear to god dana shabana <laughs> carrie deborah and then susan and then and then susan so without further ado here meet the ladies of the anthology oh i'm supposed to talk hi yeah. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm dana fritzty um i've written Three trilogies, one of them co-written with my husband, David Fitzgerald, who is also an author in his own standing. And he and I um, both are big Hypatia fans, and which is why I'm writing a story about her. And live in Eureka, I, I've got nine cats, one dog, and a glass of wine. Oh. Hi, my name is Shabana. I am currently unpublished. I'm actually a creative writing student at the Harvard Extension School. I'm working towards my master's degree. And um, I am just really lucky to be among these very, very talented ladies. I tend to write speculative fiction, and I've been pretty obsessed with um, post-colonial trauma. So when it came time to uh, offer something to this anthology, I thought I would work with Lady Bass Raleigh, who's the wife of Sir Walter Raleigh, who opened up the uh, the Caribbean and the northern parts of South America for colonialism. Yeah. Uh, my name is Carrie Harris. I've done about 25 books so far. I'm privileged to be at the point where I can no longer count. Um, I'm probably best known for my Marvel novels. And um, I am, well, we have a soccer family, so I immediately thought women's soccer, um, and then I thought, what historical thing could I link it to? And to me, women's soccer players are warriors, so who better to match them with than Viking shield maidens? Go ahead, Susan. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Susan Schwartz. I'm back after a long um, absence. I sort of went on sabbatical in 2006. I've done about 30 books and about 90 pieces of short fiction. Five of the books are Star Trek novels. I've done, I've been up for the Hugo twice, the Nebula five times, and a few other awards. I've also been a bridesmaids four times. So the so you can you get the point. And I'm back writing short fiction 
I've got two novels circulating with an agent now and a children's book series, and I'd love to get that published. And right, I'm doing Anna Klemnena because she's always fascinated me. I did one book called Cross and Crescent in which she was a viewpoint character, so I'd already done the research. I love yeah. taking shortcuts. Like, yes, I already know this graphic. I'm at, all right, I'm in. Right? Very cool. Okay, um, I'm DJ Stevenson, and the, the the alleged mastermind, haha, of this project, which is turning points in history, and what dent would it make in the patriarchy if things had turned out differently at certain points in time? Um, I am to to steal shamelessly from other writer friends of mine, a writer of many things. Uh, most of which are science fiction or fantasy, but I have hit almost every genre. I have action adventure out there. I have a romance out there, mystery out there. I have a hawking novel out there, which uh, a woman plays in the NHL. So you can find all that on Blue Chicks Books. And thank you, Josh, very much for having us. That's right. I call this the ninja group of, of, of the bunch because I messed up and I uh, they, they came and went without me knowing anything about them last time. So I apologize, but at least we got this opportunity to do this again. So Miss Susan, we're going to start with you. So let's let's talk a little bit about your story. Now, besides the fact that you already knew what you were talking about going into this, what was the fascination of it? She's fascinating because she's one of the few medieval historians who's female. She was born in the purple in the Byzantine Empire to one of a, a very strong emperor, Alexius Comnenus I. Um, she tried to steal the throne after his death and wound up in a convent, which was a heck of a thing for a very active, very scholarly, very learned lady. She was a wife. She was the mother of four children. She was might have been a traitor, and she was one hell of a historian who knew medicine and strategy and her father's foreign policy. I've sent the, set the story between the First and Second Crusades, which are not favorite episodes of mine, and she doesn't like them either. She doesn't really like the Franks who have come into... Constantinople, and who've broken every treaty they've ever signed with her father, the emperor. And she thinks she can do something better. And she's going to try. And she's going to try with the other ladies in Jerusalem, in Cairo, in Damascus, and any place she can find female aristocrats with a wicked streak. She sounds like it. She sounds like the best kind of troublemaker. Is what she sounds like. She's a very fine troublemaker. She's an historian, and she's a good one. And she knows, she knows military history, tactics, and strategy. And she works with a lot of them, which is very useful in case you want to plan an insurgency, or you have to know the right people to bribe or send out spies with. fun so uh, yeah she sounds like very very fascinating I, i'm almost surprised I, so so 
I'm not going to spoil the story too much because obviously you're still either have written, wrote, or it's not yet. Finished first draft today. Nice. Nice. Was it fun? Oh, yeah. You know, getting it structured was a little bit of a it was a little bit difficult, but then it started started to write itself. And after a while, the the characters sort of steered the plot, and they said, "No, you don't have to do that. You don't need a battle scene. They wouldn't let her go anywhere near a battle scene, and you know why. And it's not because she's female. It's because the strategic con of the Emperor Maurice says that it's no place for a leader, so she doesn't go." Interesting. So this is so. This is. She sounds like someone that really knew how to really knew how to use her head very quick witted. She'd have to be with the knowledge she had. Well, she when I say she's Porphyrogenita, she's born in the Porphyry Chamber, which is to say she's an emperor's daughter. So she grew up in Byzantine politics. She married at four. She married at fourteen. They allowed her to learn, but then she sneaked hired a tutor to teach her further. Really smart. Very ambitious. smart. And very ambitious. smart, very ambitious. She and her mother worked to try to take over the throne after her father died, but his but her younger brother got it instead. And it's said that she tried to kill her younger brother at her father's funeral. I could see that. Stevious. Kind of cruel, but I, I can totally see that just based on how you described her. This is why when I was writing Star Trek, I like to write Romulans. Rom- Romulans are uh, predictably treacherous. As uh, It's one of my favorite lines from uh, Deep Space Nine. They're predictably treacherous. I, I like the fact that um, um, she would be a lot more unpredictable, I would imagine, though. I tend to think of Romulans as Byzantines with ears. Okay. And he's fairly predictable. She will do what a woman of her class and her education is going to do. And to a certain extent, it helps to think of her as a funny-looking prince. She wants the empire. She doesn't see why being a female should get in the way of it. She's the eldest. She was promised. I see. This sounds this sounds like a very fun story. Very, very fun story. But I know for a fact, like much like the ninja I described at the very beginning, you have to vanish really, really, really soon. Which is why I just spent a little extra time here. Thank you. I really appreciate everybody's patience with me. Yeah. No so so Miss Susan, before you disappear, so do you have a book? recently come out or that's about to come out and would you like to tell the audience about it what i have is a story coming out in the christmas issue of asimov's and it was one about magic and world war ii my father is a veteran of the battle of the bulge so i took i set it in the middle of the battle of the bulge and i went from there Sounds really fun. And how can people find you? Um, I'm usually on Facebook or LinkedIn getting into fights. Okay. 
Well, so, so, so are, are, listen, are you taking people's lunch money? You better not be. Or if you are taking it, make sure you give me a cut, okay? No, I'm not taking their lunch money. I, I, I stopped doing that after junior high. Okay. By the way, that's true. And <laughs> it was a, I, I grew up in a mill town. <laughs> okay. So before you, before, before you ultimately just log out, I just want to say this. Please come back when you have more time with me. I would love to have a chat with you. You're hilarious. Oh, thank you so much. I'd be delighted to come back. You've got my email. Yeah, I will do. All right. So everybody give Susan a round of applause. All right. All right. Thank you very much, ladies. I'm very sorry to have had the time. Okay. I'm out of here. Beaming out. <laughs> so I want to thank So real quick before we continue. I want to thank Susan Schwartz. So for the rest of this interview, folks, we're going to be a little bit, a little bit more, less time with everybody else, but the more time in the long run, and everybody gets more of a chance to speak. So, Miss Dana, we're going to start with you. Wow. So, okay, talk about your story. Why is it awesome and made of cheese? Well, Hypatia is awesome. I mean, I don't have as much in my head that, as Susan did about her character. I'm still researching. I'm the funny thing is my my. My husband and I used Hypatia in uh, one, one of our series, Time Shards. And one of the things that has always bothered me in life is that A, we lost the Alexandra Library, the Library of Alexandria, and B, we lost Hypatia, who was this intelligent, amazing woman who was allowed to be educated. Her dad was a scholar. Um, and it's funny because she, a, a lot of what she brought to the table, math, astrology, um, math, I hate, I have no interest in it. And yet I find Hypatia very, very compelling. And the fact that she died the way that she did, which was horrible. And because men were afraid of her, it's always really pissed me off. And so um, the reason that I wanted to write this story is a, to save the library of Alexandria and, you know, which was more, more than one, it's not just one big building. There's there's a whole story behind that. And B, I want to see what happens when you have this woman. It's sort of like after she was killed, it kind of ushered in the dark ages. It ushered in a lot of very bad things. And I kind of feel that if she had not died and was able to continue on her trajectory, that we would definitely live in a very different world and that women would have had a chance for education. Um that they they did not receive I, I, I and I like I said I don't have nearly as much in my head as as Susan did to access no, no, but no I think is really cool and she did not deserve to die the way she did and nice. I'm really excited to write this story and to have a chance to visualize what our world might be like had she not died I'm going to ask this and then we're going to move on to the next person because we got, I want to make sure everybody gets a really good chance. Moved, to speak. Yes. But so, because that conversation, I'm a big library of Alexandria fan too, but yeah. I, I've had, I've had a, I, I go both ways on that one because no, no, hear, hear me oh. out. Hear, hear me out on this. Oh. Right. Sometimes, sometimes uh, like the knowledge that existed at that time and what they knew and how they saw the world. Mm -hmm. would definitely have changed things mm -hmm. for sure absolutely it's un un unequivocal but i i i also i, I sometimes i i have a i have a so this, 
it's a biblical quote, but I think it's a very accurate one. For the new to come, the old must pass. Sometimes things have their moments in time and they disappear. I'm not saying everything that happened afterward was great because that's not what I'm saying, right? But what I'm saying is some, sometime, sometimes to build a new thing and, ultimate, and maybe over the long haul, not the short haul, but the long haul, a better thing, sometimes an old thing has to be let go, even a great thing sometimes. And it sucks, right? So it doesn't I, always have to be destroyed to that degree, though. Sometimes it can be built upon and shifted and transmogrify. I think that the way it happened, I think we just lost a lot. No, I, no you know, and that's fair. That's, and that's fair. Like, I again, that that's just that's just again, that's a long conversation. That's just a short version. I I definitely. Well, yeah, it's def it's definitely it's definitely. Uh, no, it's it's one of those things that you definitely. I've definitely been in your position of. Yeah, what if that still existed? What would that next thousand years have been like? Right. Exactly. That it's it's especially the next thousand years it would have been a it would have been a very different world. All right. We're gonna go with Miss Carrie next. Hi, Carrie. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I, I'm a very serious guy, as you can see. As so serious. serious. Right, right. How am I? Yeah, I I I can I feel it. I, I feel so real quick before we get into your story favorite marvel character yes okay <laughs> no uh it, i mean it kind of depends on which which Era. piece of marvel you're talking about but let's go with ghost rider i fun. love ghost rider that, that's fun i i, I have two the unbeatable okay squir the unbeatable squirrel girl yes that, that, that's because she's awesome and i also I, i'm a i'm a big fan of classic stanley silver surfer oh yeah yeah. Right. Mine, mine are uh, Ghost Rider. And then I used to write Kitty Pride fanfic before they called it fanfic. I was I in that. junior high. She was my neighbor. Oh, wow. And we used to go on adventures together. Yeah, that, that's cool. I, by the yeah. way, Marauders has been my favorite X-Men book for the last like two years. I have a bunch of figurines over here. Like, yeah, no, yes. no. So, yes. so, 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 yeah. You were, you were talking my... No, I, me, I, me and you could have a long conversation. I can already tell. So, but let's talk about your story. What's it about? Yes. Well, so I approach this a little bit differently in thinking about what are some current day things that I really just, like, that I don't like that I'd like to see changed. And like I said, um, we have a, uh, we have a soccer family. I have two kids who played soccer and my eldest son um, was really good. He got none of that from me, by the way. Um, and he played on the National League. And one of the things that they did was they play the women's World Cup soccer team as they practice. So awesome. he got on the field with all of these people that I idealize. And I got to watch them play and talk to them and things like that. And um, the fact that they don't get the recognition they deserve and they don't get paid as much as I would argue they deserve really bothers me. And so I thought, what, what would need to happen for women's sports and, and women's physical achievements to be valued? And one of those things would be to see examples through history of, uh, of women warriors, women in teams or squads doing physical things and succeeding but not by being men, you know, because we have something slightly different to offer from a physical point of view. And um, I'm also really, really transfixed by the whole discovery of the 
the shield maiden bones and the idea that there were female Viking warriors and we just kind of erased them from his history. So what if um, all of those Viking warriors, what if, what if there really were female Viking warriors, which there's some argument among the experts as to whether or not that's true, um, but if they were real and if they were successful and if they weren't buried, how does that affect and I, I don't mean, I don't mean literally buried. I mean, figuratively, no, if no, their no, stories I, I, weren't buried. I, 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 yeah. I, we got that. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, but how would that affect our perception of women in sport and women in more physical activities like that? Honestly, I, I, I've been thinking about women in sports for a variety of reasons, because I do think there's a lot of untapped potential there. Um, part of it's marketing. To be very oh, honest yeah. with you, part of it's marketing. And I honestly think that what needs to be done is like the most, I think the most, the biggest female star of the last 10 years has been in MMA. It's probably been Ronda Rousey. Oh, yes. And, right, right. Probably been Ronda Rousey. And the thing is, the reason now, it's not that there aren't other badass women in MMA. There are like Amanda Nunes was the, the, the stuff. Holly Holm is one of the most decorated boxers, period. Like, period. Not not just not just men, women. No, period. Right. But they never got the recognition and the advertisement, right? Until Ronda came about, and and even now, I would argue that the women fighters today are better than Ronda in terms of her talent in the octagon, but they don't have that personality that's out there right now that really can draw people in, right? Tennis is the only other one I can think of and that's Serena Williams, right? And then she's, she's, got, a, she's got that personality. I, I think one of the big, um, when, I, think, I think if women, I think if women really wanna see more of a push in sports, you, got, you have to make people find personalities that are good. I think they're out there. It's just a matter of that look and that effort to go do it. Right, but it's also giving giving space for us to see that personality because you know mm -hmm. you've got the people that you've mentioned. You've got Simone Biles in gymnastics. You've got Rapino in soccer. Who <laughs> I bow. Um, <laughs> sorry, I didn't make mean to make you spit. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, and and these are people who have something to say and something to show. And in terms of soccer, the idea is that it's not the same game. Um, you know, men's soccer and women's soccer are, are very different games, but both absolutely valid and both an art form. Correct. So All that's right. kind of my point. Yeah, I think what you said about history being buried is also really pivotal because it just gets erased. It just gets lost. Um, they're... I mean, I, I've seen the archaeological studies, too, and just maybe it's the ones I've happened to see. There's no doubt there were women Viking warriors, and they're finding more and more. And not only that, it's like, oops, this grave, he really wasn't a he. She was a woman. Funny, you know, imagine how that happens. And they're finding that more and more in every culture. There are historical records of women leaders. I just did some research on this, where they were a notable leader for their time, 
and then got erased and then 300 years later they're legend and then no they're fiction but they weren't fiction there were powerful women leaders in antiquity so your point about history being erased is a huge problem and it happens today today right before our very eyes i remember an article on a, a biography a pseudo biography on bill gates and you know it dealt with some of the people on his board there was a woman on his board who was pivotal pivotal in helping develop the company and she somehow didn't make it into the movie so it, it's not it, it still happens oh it, it happens in everything i remember mm -hmm. um this is this isn't quite a um woman related but this i think this illustrates the point well robert temple wrote robert temple writes about historical finds in history and one of my favorite ones he wrote was he, he studied about lenses bifocals other other kinds of things he was able to in his in his book he talked about the fact that the egyptians had bifocals but they were dismissed when they were actually first discovered way back in the day because of not of the ego to some degree of the archaeologist day a lot of us have this idea like the idea of how the way how we think the world works definitely dictates um what we see in the world it's one of the things that when you look at information it is very hard to have a truly unbiased attitude because and even even things you would think that wouldn't have a bias to it surprisingly do and it, it's true and not just with women in history because if you want to talk about like women that would battle and did warriors i mean celts have have them the greeks have them there's lots of cultures that have been told with very i mentioned this in the first conversation the russians have had them right mm -hmm. so i mean there are there are some there are some very 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 um true things that because of the perception of what the world wants the world and I, i'm using that quotation wants things to be they don't get talked about at all. Before I before before we go down that door a little deeper, let's get Shabana's story in because Shabana hasn't actually got a chance to talk about what she's up to. Hi, um, I tend not to like to talk, so that's okay. <laughs> I'll hide in the background. I could get away with that here. I, I'm sorry, so I will be writing about Bess Rowley, and Bess Rowley has a monumental task. She has to reverse colonialism or stop it dead in its track by journeying back to um, South America, retracing her husband's steps. He had um, gone on a couple of expeditions to find El Dorado, obviously failed expeditions. Um, I am questioning here, you know, what the world would look like if, you know, what would globalization look like today if, you know, colonialism had transpired a little bit differently? Um, I am Indo-Guyanese, so in my home country, Africans were brought there as slaves. They're now Afro-Guyanese, and Indo-Guyanese were brought um as indentured servants. So that probably wouldn't happen if there were no colonialism. Um, but how do we get to a place where it was done better, perhaps? Best Rally um, 
she's brazen. She secretly married her husband under the nose of the queen and was very unapologetic about it. And supposedly she was a domineering wife, which I don't believe at all. So I think that she could have been, she could have been the one. So I'm exploring that in my story. What's wrong with being a domineering wife? <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, women are supposed to be meek and mild and in the background. Go for it. I, I hope she was a domineering wife. <laughs> I bet by domineering, they just meant that she expressed her opinion, too. Mm -hmm. Most likely. Oh. No. I love the Jane Goodall quote. I'm, I'm sure you've all seen it at one point or another, but it's, um, and I'm, this will be paraphrasing because I'm sure I'm going to watch the quote, but it's so easy to be lab labeled a difficult woman. That's why there are so many of us. And it is basically having an opinion, like you said. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, no, keep, I'm sorry, I interrupt. So keep going. So Shabana about Raleigh and, and the South America and your plans. My plans, well, um, so I've I've been writing about Raleigh for a little bit. Um, I'm currently writing a ghost story set in Guyana, and uh, he plays a part in it. And I've written poetry uh, that addresses both Raleigh, or best Raleigh, and the severed head of her husband. Um, <laughs> but it. it's an angry poem. <laughs> And in, with this piece, what I want to do is I want to be generous and forgiving of these two particular figures. Cool. I, I, I have a, uh, so here's my question to you, because this is, you, you've written a lot about Rally here. So what's the connection with you personally? Like what, what fascinates you, you about her so much? Um, it really is the fascination is with her husband. Um, until I found out that she kept his embalmed head after he was um, he was executed uh, in England. And there's just enough quirk there that um, that she interests me now more <laughs> than he ever interested me. Interesting. Embalmed head. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking not a lot of people know that detail. So I that's have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> it was an act of love on her on her part. <laughs> so I, I have I have I have joked with uh, this is this is going to seem off topic. It's just 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 bear with me here. It's a, it's a strange thing. Something as I've realized as I've gotten older. So when I when I go to date somebody, I actually always ask if they prefer chocolate, jewelry, or skulls. Right, right, because, and this sound, might sound strange, but something I, re I realized with a lot of women is women like skulls. I've noticed this a lot more as I've gotten older. And it honestly made me think about scalping in a historical context. I thought about this for a second. Why would, it, why would scalping happen? And then it occurred to me, what if the guy was trying to impress a chick? And I was like, and, and I thought about that. It's like, it oddly makes sense. It oddly makes a lot of sense now. Right, because now you're like, it's one of those things where I just look at it and go, yeah, would a guy do this for a woman he loved? Yes, he would. Would he want to do this? 
I'm not so sure, but would he do it? Yes. And suddenly okay. it was just like, and when they, when you brought the head thing, it's like, no, it, it, it really does. It's an odd thing. So that, that's, that's my theory about scalping, by the way. That's my historical theory about it. It might sound um, really- Unless I'm remembering my history wrong, British paid for scalps. Yes. They were the whole source of scalping. Yeah, yeah, they, they were, but- It was but, an indigenous thing. It was a British thing. And a scalp is not a skull. And has any woman ever answered chocolate skulls? Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, no, no. Women have answered chocolate skulls. I just had that. Th I just had that thought. It's like, what? A way that would be an interesting way to do it. Skull of your enemy. Here you go. Right. Right. I, I just said something about that. It made me go, huh? Anyway, it's my. That was my. That was my strange thought. That was my strange thought. I made at least made Carrie laugh a little bit when I when she thought about it. It's like it make it. It does make an odd, dark kind of sense. But, but. Shibana, uh, okay, that's that. That's a really uh, that's a fascinating choice. So, so it just the more you know about her, the more because you, you've written about her a lot. That's why I'm I'm, a, I'm asking this. It just it's someone you've become more interested in as you've learned more, or or does it connect to you in some other way besides that? Besides just the the fascination of who she was. Um. Well, I'm I'm fascinated by the idea of allyship. Um, you know, as a person of color, and um, I'm exploring what it would look like had it started sooner, or, you know, the opportunity was there sooner. Um, I'm more interested in, you know, Homeland and why Homeland is what it is, what it represents, the culture there. Um, so really, that's what I'm I'm most interested in. Um, but I'm also interested in finding connections and finding peace. And so this is, this is a reconciliation uh, for me personally, uh, this particular piece and other pieces that I'm working on. Like, Oh, fair enough. I, like I said, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking of, of this. So I'm going to ask a fun question here for the three of you. I'm going to go, we're going to go in reverse order. We're going to go with Shabana first, and we're going to go with Carrie and then Dana. And this is, what's been your favorite part of writing the story or the con at least coming up with the story? Um, there's a hint of absurdity in my tale in an effort to keep it upbeat. Um, so that's been, uh, that's been fun. Uh, his head comes into play. A little bit and that's been fun <laughs> is it we, we're just real quick weekend of bernie's kind of stuff <laughs> not <laughs> not quite okay okay fair. not just, there I, just yet <laughs> okay if you go there I'll, I'll, like i you get pop i'm just saying you would get probably deborah and everybody else laughing if they got if you put the snuck that in just 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 on the side but Sure, sorry. Do you do do you? Sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. Carrie, uh, I'm with Dana. I'm still pretty early in my uh, process, so I've done some of the research, which is always fun. But uh, really, my favorite part is getting the idea to put a severed head in the story from Shabana. So <laughs> I'm going to do that. Every story has to have a severed head. <laughs> I'm adding one. I'm adding one. <laughs> We should, we should all do it. The, the, the severed head in each story. 
I'm going to do it. Yeah, I, I really am. I'm, I'm not it. kidding. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, Debra, uh, I, I don't, I don't know whether to say I'm sorry with a question mark or you think you're welcome. I think this is I'll take the blame. <laughs> it's, it's my fault. <laughs> So, so I, I, so I guess let's thank Shabana, everybody. Thank you, Shabana. <laughs> thank you, Shabana. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, and, and you realize if the rest of them listen to this, if they get, if they, this, this might start a whole movement. You know that, right? Oh, I'm gonna send an email. <laughs> but, see, but see, I'm the editor, and I told them upbeat and happy and not macabre. So we'll we'll have to see about that. Funny head. Very happy. It can be a really good thing. Dana, just cover yeah. it in chocolate. Cover it in chocolate. Cover it in chocolate. <laughs> After we research chocolate in the times of, of Hypatia and the library. Oh, bubbles. man. Uh, I, I, I am almost certain there was a version of chocolate at some point, or a very close proximity somewhere in that area. Caramel sauce, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. You, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Okay, Dana, where have you? Since we, we, got, we got into the skull thing there. Okay. But 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 um, how are you? It's been the most fun with this. Even if you're just in the research part right now, what, what's yeah, been well, fun? Part of what's fun for me is actually I'm, some of the research I'm doing. Like I said, we used Hypatia heavily in the second book of our, our Time Shards trilogy. And so I'm actually rereading a lot of the portion of it that my husband wrote. Because like I said, he has a total crush on Hypatia completely. So I'm researching by reading our own stuff and it's really fun for me to talk to him about it. And I, I don't know, I don't think that's a bad thing, even though this is heritage, but I, I love, I love talking to, to Dave about this kind of stuff and just bouncing things off of each other. Um, it's really, it's a joy. It's one of the things that I love to do. And so it's fun to be working on a project where I can go, Hey, what about this? Do you know about this? Here's a book you can read or read our book or whatever. It's just fun. I, I really enjoy that. So it, it, it it's it sounds like you have a good partner in crime, honestly. Oh, like, so, yeah. Someone some of the bounce ideas. I'm sure you do the same with him too with his stuff. Yeah, and he when he found out about this, his his saddest thing was that he could not do a story for it because he is not a her. Um, because he, he just thinks this idea is one of the best things ever. And so yeah, I feel I'm really happy. <laughs> I, no, I, I volume two. We need volume two. I'm a heritage. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I kind of secretly pitched something last time already. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe I get in it too. So, so. That would be no, an interesting take, though. Think about guys having the challenge of what we're doing without the perspective of being a woman. You know, that that's could, could they actually do justice to it? I would be interested. Well, but not this one because this no, is no 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 this this one this one this one's all you like like my like in my particular case like my grandmother like we talked a little bit a little off the air about where i'm from and stuff my grandmother was born during world war ii right and she she came out of it and up until up until the uh like when she was 13 when she was 13 she basically had to run the whole household on her own she raised her brothers took care of dad like like my grandmother still is a tough woman, like incredibly yeah. tough woman, right? So, uh, you know, she still could probably kick my ass today. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even had joking with that. She probably still could, and um, it, and but but again, she's raised, she's she raised a lot, like her her four brothers, 
her two sons, including my dad, who gave her quite a few of her other gray hairs in their head. I didn't have a chance. Like I legitimately didn't have a chance. There was nothing I could do. And <laughs> she already she already knew anything I could do because she's had six of them. So I mean, I no. And honestly, my writing career, I owe it a lot a lot of my writing career to women. Because I I got the I, I mean, some of the best people I've ever worked with have been women in the industry. They they they've all been awesome. So that's kind of yeah. But you can't do anything unless you add a skull. Okay, I, 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 I promise you I can do it. So I, I did my Night Witch novel, I actually have a bad guy. He had an eyeball stuck to his head and didn't even know it. I think I, I, think I can come up with a skull. Or a decapitate. Yeah, just, just not, 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 not a possibility. All right, so where do we want to go from here? Um, okay, you guys haven't obviously read each other's stories yet. And... So, but I mean, this, this is a possibility. This has a lot more possibilities going into the future. And this is just in general. So, I mean, could you see any of you guys coming back for more of this kind of stuff down the road? Like, because obviously there's lots of focal points in history where women have quietly turned the tide, whether people realize it or not. Or not so quietly. Yes. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, either way. Yeah. So... That would be a lot of fun. So. I mean, hopefully our Kickstarter will do well. Seriously, I would love nothing more than to have this become a series. I mean, speaking of, of series and woman power and that, there's an anthology series called Brave New Girls. Um, one of the editors is Mary Fan, and it's excellent. It benefits it. The, the proceeds go to the Society of Women Engineers to their scholarship fund for women going into STEM. And this year is their seventh volume. So it's a wonderful anthology. It's YA. Ours is adult, but it's, it's pretty family friendly. I, I told people to, you know, think rated PG, not go for the R. But um. Brave New Girls is, is very YA. And if we could follow in, in those footsteps, I'd love to be talking about year seven. I mean, just, yeah. it, it would be fantastic because there's definitely the material. Yeah. I don't think we've even scratched the surface. Oh, not even close. Yeah. No, it's, it's a good starting point. I'll tell you, okay. one of the things that I love is just hearing about everyone else's story, though, because I... I mean, the Walter Rally, S. Rally, and, and the soccer, and I mean, everything. There, there are stories here that I am not familiar with, and I think it's really, really cool, and it's inspiring, so. Yeah. No, there's there's a lot of cool ones here, right? And we haven't even talked about some of the most obvious ones either. It's just there's a lot that was left on the table, so. Um, I'm going to go... So I'm Shabana. I'm sorry. I'm going to make you talk more. Just, 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 <laughs> the, just the way this is. Yeah. I, 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 because we, I know a little bit. I obviously you're in university and your work. So, like, what are your asp? I'm just going to ask this on a personal level. What are your aspirations for your? I'm assuming your writing career. So um, I'm in my capstone year right now, and I have a collection of short stories are set in the interior in the jungle of Guyana. Um, it's magical realism. There are magical entities. And I really 
I don't know a lot about my own home country and this is my way of exploring it and um, my way of dealing with my identity. And I'm hoping to publish it once, once I complete it. I, I just understood, and now I understand something about you. Okay, I, fig I figured something out about you. For you, the big thing you care about is where you come from, so you can figure out where you're going. Uh, that's that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And and, and Miss, so Miss Carrie. So what 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 other evil things are you up to? I'm just gonna say evil <laughs> because I just I I don't I don't, I don't know you very well, but I think I know you well enough already. You can't see my hands, but I'm dry washing them down here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the Mr. Burns, the Mr. Burns kind of excellent kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I'm actually, I'm working on a licensed graphic novel right now that hasn't been announced. And then I move into a horror, a licensed horror novel, which has also not been announced. So I'm just going to taunt you with all of it like an evil person would. Um, but uh, I do mostly licensed work right now. I did, I'm, I'm actually one of the oldest interns in the world right now. Um, I, uh, I always wanted to do editing and on a whim, I applied for an editorial internship and I am now a 50 year old intern with a bunch of college students, which is about as hilarious as you can imagine. Um, and my friends got me, um, my friends are awful people. And I mean that in the best way. I have the best intern ever mug from, uh, from my old high school buddies. So, um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. So Dara, am I, I'm afraid to ask this. So don't, 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 throttle, don't throttle me if I, if I do it, are you technically the adult in the room? Or are they the adult in the room? Because I'm not. No one else is in the room right now, so I guess it's me. I guess it's you. Okay. Yeah. What I mean by what, what I mean what I mean by that is. I know I'm smart. being a smartass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you've done a lot. Like honestly, I I think some like licenses have definitely gone up in the last few years. But but honestly, there's a lot of fun you can have doing licensed work, playing with somebody else's characters, because it's finding your own spin on them. And I think that that that's a that is a very fun challenge or it can be an incredibly fun challenge so yeah i do i did original work i really enjoy it but um i've had the most success with licenses and it's a puzzle that i really enjoy yeah that's that's really fair all right miss dana mm. all right and you've been doing like you've been, you've done three you've done three trilogies so far you've done a lot of stuff so, so what's on your net what's on your next plan for world domination uh, right now we are working on a book called uh tarot the fall it's for weird tales presents which is a new imprint from blackstone and it's grimdark sword and sorcery and fantasy and uh we're going to destroy our world and then figure out how the remaining characters can survive because that's what Dave and I like to do. <laughs> time shards had the same kind of premise where we, we shattered the timeline and then some people survived, some didn't. Um, and I we, we were talking about it. It's just like there there is a theme going in the stuff we write together, which is what can we what can we destroy and how can we fix it? So um, that's what we're doing. And then I'm also uh, I just had 
a short story come out in a Joe Ledger anthology and Joe Ledger is a character from a writer, Jonathan Mayberry, and he's done two anthologies that invite other authors to come in and, and play in his sandbox, basically. So this is my second story in that sandbox. And other than that, um, I do editing and just enjoying being home writing and destroying things. So I have a theory about you just really quick off the top of my head. I, I'm sorry. I just interview a lot of people. So I, I, sometimes I pick up something, but I don't sometimes I want to know if I'm on Please. something or on something. <laughs> right. So, so my theory with you is you're actually a very hopeful person. Yes. Yeah. I, I, uh, because sometimes when you, when you, when you, take apart things all the time. It's, it's, it's so it's, yeah, it's one of the most interesting miracles of life is you can destroy, you, you can do a lot of damage to something and it still clings and fights for life. And it's an amazing, amazing thing. And it seems like on some level, you're fascinated with that struggle. I, I think that, that, that actually is pretty dead on. I've, I've always been very optimistic. Um, I call myself Pollyanna Macbeth in that I always see the rainbow, but I'm still trying to figure out how I can get what I want um, in a way that doesn't destroy the rainbow. So yes, I'll take that. I'll take that. All right. All right. I really uh, love how Dana is, is really hopeful and I'm evil. <laughs> but so, see, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's a compliment. Yeah. I take it that way. Yeah. No, I just, I, 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 so when I do this show, I try to, obviously in a panel, you don't have the time to do a fully fleshed out conversation, but I like getting an idea of who the people I'm dealing with really are, because that to me is the real, I believe that all story we tell, all stories that we tell are stories on some level about ourselves and the stories mm -hmm. we're telling about ourselves, right? If I can figure out what the stories tell about ourselves, right? That's the story we put on the page, no matter what the story is. And I, I truly do believe that. So I always love trying to figure that out a little bit because it helps me understand you. And, I, and the more I understand you, the more I maybe I understand a little bit what's going on on the page. That's my that's my thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. I'm just giving you a hard time. Because she's evil. Because I'm evil. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. So, playing uh, my part. So, so uh, my evil comment is I, I secretly want want to spawn some noxious rep cape when I turn 50 and I get hire somebody to actually carry the cape because it looks really cool, but there's no way in hell I can walk in it. Like there's, it's, it's impossible. I would trip and fall. And also like I was really tempted to draw for a spawn anniversary, spawn getting beaten up in a hockey fight by pulling his cape over his head because that just feels like something that's how, that's how you beat spawn. You put the cape over his head so he can't see you and then you just pummel him. That's my, that was my theory. But I, but the cape looks cool. So if I'm, if I go to full fledged supervillainly, it'll be when I'm fifty, and I'll have someone to hire me for it. And Carrie, I think you're evil in the way that Doctor Horrible is evil. Not, yes. not like you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm a chaos fairy or something like that. Like yeah. I don't know, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I would enjoy chatting with all of you individually at some point. I, I think it'd be fun, but. Uh, Miss Deborah, we are we are near the end of the presentation. I would I think, and this has been definitely a lot of fun to do. Uh, I think this one was sillier than the last one was. Maybe a little. <laughs> Maybe a little. Yeah. Maybe a little. So that might that might speak to my maturity or maybe everybody. I I don't know. No, it's the skull. I mean, yeah. come on. 
Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a good thing. Savannah, see now it's what you here's what you need to do when you do your autobiography. You need mm -hmm. to shape it like a skull. I'm on it. Yeah, you <laughs> shape, it, shape it like a skull and see how many people catch it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, maybe I'm a terrible person to do. I don't know. Anyway. You were there at the inception of it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I'm just adding my little piece to it. I'm adding my little piece to it. So we're gonna we're gonna recap with Deborah real quick, and then we're gonna give everybody a chance to plug something. In and with Deborah being the final plug. So, but Deborah, just really wrap up. When is the Kickstarter? When is the plan for launch? For the yes, thank you. Definitely, our Kickstarter starts in two days. It launches in two days, which is Thursday, February eighth. And um, yeah, please check it out. It's going to be such an awesome, wonderful, fantastic oh. anthology. I can't wait to read what what all these women are writing because it's just it's fantastic and incredible and there are like tons of goodies and add-ons other people's ebooks there's recipe add-ins there's actual food add-ins sourdough starter um a song list add-in does all have that all tie back into the story and a lot of our ebook add-ins and that that they fit the same theme of you know what women have accomplished and are accomplishing so i mean the the anthology is just gonna rock and and we hope everyone jumps on board because we're, we're so eager to to share it with everyone um you can find that i've been sending the link all over as has everyone else in our group but it's on bluetricksbooks.com if you go there. It's on my Facebook page if you go there. It's on their Facebook pages if you go there. Um, and it's Shifting Swirling Heritage. You can probably just search Kickstarter under fiction anthologies and hopefully it would come up there too. And uh, we're just really looking forward to this. The Kickstarter runs to the 13th of March. The book will be published in July in conjunction with Shore Leave, which is an awesome convention that it'll be in Lancaster, PA this year. And it's just a, it's a great convention that happens every year and they will help us boost the signal, which is very cool of them. Very, very cool. All right. So let's do this in original order here. Miss Dana. Yes, sir. I, I've enjoyed our short but brief chat. I definitely think we could have a fun longer one somewhere down the road. But in the meantime, uh, do you have a book or something you'd like to talk about right now? Or this would be the time to do it. Um, the the book that I talked about before the um, ah the Grim Dark Sword and Sorcery that'll be out uh, probably next year. So the the books the series I'm going to plug right now is Time Shards because it actually is kind of related to the story I'm writing and. Basically, it's what would happen if the timeline shattered and then was put back together like stained glass and you'd have shards from different points in history and some people made it, a lot of people didn't. And it was a really fun opportunity to bring in a few historical characters uh, that, that did survive. And so you can basically like walk from modern day San Diego to Jurassic San Diego. We have um, roundheads in England. Uh, we have 
like I said, we have Hypatia, we have Alexandria, um, and it all makes sense within the trilogy. We don't just bounce around from one to the other. And I, I'm really terrible at pitching, but it's a really, really fun series. I love it. I wrote it with Dave Fitzgerald, my husband, and I'm really proud of it. And uh, it was published by Titan Books. And that, I think, especially heading up towards this anthology and this story, that is what I would really love readers to check out. And how can, how can people find you to do that? They can find me on Facebook, Dana Fredsty. They can find me um, email zadi at aol.com. And that's Z-H-A-D-I. I'm on Instagram. You can Google me. I pop up. Some of okay. it's not very flattering, you know. All right, and and, and and the doc and Miss Carrie, what 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 do you want to talk about? Like obviously the stuff you can't talk about, but what can you talk about? Just want to plug before you call call it a day. Yeah, right before the holidays, I had stories in two anthologies. Um, I was in the Good, the Bad, and the Uncanny, edited by Jonathan Mayberry, who Dana already brought up. Um, that's a Weird West anthology with some really talented people. Highly recommended. Um, and then I had a story in The Reinvented Detective, which was edited by Kat Rambo and Jennifer Brozek. It's about um, science fiction detectives in the digital age. And mine is um, cyber noir, which is one of my favorite things ever. All right. And Shabana, I, so you don't have a work out yet. So... No, unfortunately. No, so I'm a little torn. So here's the thing. So is there something you'd like to plug? I mean, it, it can be anything you'd like. I don't know. Watch the Barbie movie again. It's really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Uh, let's let's try that. Let's try that. Let's, 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 let's... That's I second that. Okay. Also, yeah. goes marbles. Sorry, I I didn't catch that. My my ear cut out. What did you say? Barbie, I, I second the Barbie, and also go see the Marvels. Okay. Oh, okay. Fair, fair, fair it enough. was wonderful. It was so wonderful. If okay. you haven't seen it yet, see the Marvels. So it'll be okay, streaming then. in three days, also. So. Okay. So on. Okay. How about this, Shabon? Do you have a blog? Do you have a website? Do you have somewhere where people can talk? I realize you don't like talking too much, but <laughs> but, but if but if you if, if someone was a set day. Ms. Shibana, you're awesome. Where can they say that to you? Oh, um, I'm really terrible with that stuff. Literally just created an Instagram and a thread, Kayum Shibana. You can find me on Facebook, Shibana Kayum. But mostly just stay tuned. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right, Miss Deborah. Obviously, we know what you're, what you're plugging. So Right, I can even plug something else. I have book six of a Sorcery and Steel series also coming out at Shoreleaf. All right. And I'm also, I'll also be in Brave New Girls coming out at Shoreleaf. So Shoreleaf is going to be very busy. Okay, I, I, I see that. So definitely, if you want information on this Kickstarter or anything else Deborah's working on, check her out, find her at Shoreleaf, say hi, mention Chocolate Skulls, she'll be all <laughs> over it, right? She'll be yeah. all, all yeah. over it. Um, ladies? It's been a pleasure. I, I hope I hope I didn't drive you too crazy with the with, with the how this was all done. I want to really quickly shout out one more time. I want to thank Susan Swartz for coming on mm -hmm. earlier on. That it was short but brief and fun. So thank you, Susan, for your time. The Kickstarter the link is in the is in the Twitch channel right this minute, so people can find it there. Uh, this will be airing 
This will be airing in the audio shortly. And ladies, when I'm, this is done, I will send you the link to the Twitch stream right now as well. So that will do it. That will do it for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for coming on. Thank you, show. Josh. Thank Bye. you, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Yes. And so for everybody watching, everybody listening, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I got a really fun guest tomorrow, a returning guest tomorrow. It'll be a fun one. Stay inspired. Keep shining in the dark. And I'll see you guys next time. All right, let's find the button this time so I can actually do this right. Want to learn how to put together a podcast? Well, you're in luck. As someone who has done over 1,000 episodes of the podcast, have won awards, and have also done shows for companies and clients, I am more than happy to teach you how it is to create a podcast. In my course, you will learn the following skills. How to put together a show. What does that actually entail, whether it's audio or video? How to interview guests, how to why you would actually get guests, if that is the, whether you do them or not regularly on the show, whether or not you how to market your show, whether you're trying to make money, or even how to do some extra fun things that you never would imagine doing in a podcast. This is my course, this is how it's done, and I'm here to show you. So there for the month of December, you will get 25% off. If you register for the course, it launches for December, the week of Christmas. So definitely click on the link in the description below if you want to register. Josh. Josh.